Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We are back. We are back. Already a foul. We got a flag on the play. We have a tissue with gum in it. Personal foul. <laughs> tissue with gum in it. Get it out of the shot. Right, we are on it. YouTube right. again for those that don't know. I'm going to hide it behind yes, the football. Yes, just hide it. Just just no one will know it's even here. Okay. My daughter does at dinner sometimes. She just like puts <laughs> something behind her back and she just puts it on the table. Like that's like, Bell, we see you. No one uh, sees you. Come Bell. on, yeah. come on. Well, Nebraska is a winner, 38-17. to 17. Have you ever seen a game that was less indicative of 38-17? Like if you just were, you were traveling back from Cancun Does or even... Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it to <laughs> Bermuda, Bahamas. Come, my pretty mama. If you, were, if you were the Beach Boys and you were down in Kokomo, and you got there fast, and you take it slow. <laughs> Have you been listening to that song? Or? I, so we've started watching Full House again oh. for Mava. Mava, huge Full House fan. There's a whole episode on that, isn't there? It? There's yes, they're like they are on stage with the Beach Boys and all that. Like it was interesting. Was the Beach Boys were the Beach Boys that big of a band back in the day? Like so, think of the Beach Boys in the '60s. <laughs> No joke, were rivaled. The, they weren't the Beatles, but they were kind of like really. If the Beatles were were a, they were a B. Like, right? Okay, they were huge in the sixties. Okay, and then Brian Wilson, the lead guy, was kind of look at you. You know, you know yeah, yeah. a little too much about the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know what's more embarrassing, me singing. <laughs> I think you're more embarrassing because you're singing. Anyway, they still kind of you know are well known okay. band forever, but like in the sixties was their time. Okay. Well, gotcha. I'm just saying we've in started the 80s. It was like old school. We've yeah. gotten like this. Uh, I feel like I'm instantly that parents like we want more wholesome programming for our children. Oh, yeah. What happened to the family shows? I just want a show about a family. So we started to have Mabel watch more full house. Michelle Tanner hits at a 98% clip with Mabel. <laughs> but anyway, there was Beach Boys and they sang that song and it just it was in my head. But anyways, 3817, not indicative of how the game went at all. No, does it even feel like we won? I don't. Well, here's the thing. In terms of like how you feel. Yes. Well, that's where, and and this is like, I don't know how much, I mean, if I was just a fan, I probably wouldn't do this. Like, I do urge if people don't have a life or have time to do something like rewatching the game is very helpful. Yeah. I did that this morning and it, and because for me, watching the game, how I felt during the game and then immediately after the game, I was very disappointed, very emotional. And I'm still disappointed, you know, and we'll get into some of the stuff. But I was, you, you're able to, when you rewatch a game, you just, you're, you're removing all emotion from it. You're just watching it and taking it for what it is. And on some, in some ways, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was in the moment. But there were a lot of interesting things to take away from it. But you're right, though, to circle it back. Like, at the end of the day, they got booed yesterday. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was. booed. I, so, I, I usually try to rewatch the game, like, like I said, just because you get to see things yes. you missed. Um, didn't get a chance to, but I, I did get to go to the game. So, I was in the stadium, uh, and that was its own 
experience because it was it, it was like big swings in how you felt because like starting out it felt really good to be there like oh it was a beautiful day beautiful day it was a perfect day everybody you could just feel, sense people were excited to be there but there was that the same feeling there I, I felt last year when we played I think it was Fordham yeah it was the first, was that the home opener I believe so and people are slow to get they're they're slowing themselves to even applaud the way they normally applaud um it was really strange in that sense because like i remember by the time we got to michigan people were going bonkers michigan was the apex of like fans were feeling back going crazy tunnel walk was loud the tunnel walk was a little you know mild a little like you can feel people just being like guarded almost it's very well, people, weird it seems like a lot of the fans are arms crossed yes. that mode a little bit and I, I get it but i was curious i, I wrote that down wanted to get the, the the vibe in the stadium it what, feels i don't know i'm trying to find an analogy it's it's like the nebraska fans feel like their girlfriend just cheated on them and or their boyfriend cheated on them. they're like you said they're crossing their arms they're like i'm, I'm taking you back but but we're on shaky I ground. Got, I got my eyes on yeah. you, and that's and, where I, it just feels it feels tense right now. It's well, a tense relationship between yes. the fans and the team. I, I talked about how I rewatched the game and I felt better about it. But here's I kept on kind of waffling back and forth in my head where I would, I rewatched it and there was moments where I was like, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was yesterday. But then, like. A little voice on the side of me, Bob Devaney would pop up and go, this was North Dakota. Yep. We cannot forget about that factor yes. as you're assessing and digesting this game. Can excuse-making excuse Nick Boss show up here for a second? Or not excuse-making, yeah. but just... Yeah, so you hit the door, I'll let him uh, Come on in, Nick. Hey, can't blame me, bad traffic. Would have been here five minutes ago, just the way it goes, you know? All right. Just Nick. how it goes. Okay, but okay, hold on. Let me... Nick, you also owe me $10. I just, you know what? Oddly enough, <laughs> gave it to a, a guy at the at the median. He said Figure he needed it. So I just have no money on oh, me. Oh, okay, okay. It's just one of those things. I'm sorry about that. Here we go. Excuse making Nick is in the building. Lots to work through this week. Yeah. Not make, I mean, again, not, this is, I'm not saying this is okay. I'm just laying out just things to chew on. Okay. Lots to work through this week. Jet lag, yep. long flight back. Okay. That's one. Two. You do have lots of drama with hot seat stuff for frost, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't that you'd have to imagine like the heat you walk into that. It's like a sauna inside those coaches. They're like, like Jim Carrey inside of a rhino and Ace Ventura too. Like, yeah, warm, (laughs) kind of warm when we're, I mean, it's 15 and 30. Isn't it crazy? It got hot in a week. (laughs) Yeah. Really hot. Right back up. So there's that. There also was a little sickness working through the team. Okay. I, I'm curious to see how big of a factor that played actually on game day because during the week it sounded not good, but like I would love to see if like were some guys playing like borderline sick. Well, that's what I mean. Again, I don't want to divulge too much, but it sounds like there was there was a it kind of ripped through a lot of the team. Yeah, and I mean just like anything else, you know, if you're I'm just making '90s movies references here. If you're Harry <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber. When you go to meet Mary Swanson, oh, yeah. and you're on the, I mean, if you're if you're spending the whole week just like, ah! 
I mean, like maybe that was like the halftime speech. Like, everybody get to the bathroom. Just clear yourself. Everyone's like, God. <laughs> uh, they all just went and harried from, I mean, they had to. Everybody but, came out. I was like, okay, ready to score points? Like, I think so. I think Go I ahead. feel way better now. Like, oh, man. So there was that. And then you can't <laughs> underestimate the fact that there, <laughs> there, were, there were two captains out. Yep. I mean, Vokalek, ankle, we, yeah. at, out. And then uh, Nick Henrich, broken hand. Yeah. He's out. So you have two of your leaders out. Yeah. I'm just just saying. Yeah, those are all factors. I mean, but but in the end, still, like, we yeah, got to talk about the fact this is North Dakota State. North Dakota. And, yeah, North Dakota. Yeah. And we, like. <sighs> no, mucked around with them pretty good. Yeah. So well, I don't know where you want to start with well, that. But. So this is what I was going to. This is kind of what I thought I wanted to do here. This this game was kind of a tale of two halves. Okay. And so what I wanted to do, rather than go drive by drive, I'll do that in the second half. But in the first half, I'm going to go a little bit more broad. We'll talk about the defense, the offense, and then some different things that were like are there was a player that I ha- we have to figure out whether or not they were drunk or not. Yeah. And then we have to figure out whether or not Frost was drunk at the end of the first half. Um, and then second half, I am going to go drive through drive because there's some game flow things. Okay. How like little, little, it's amazing how this team, it's like little becomes big. Like yep. they, they, they snowball in terms of mistakes. But so with the defense in the first half, we we thought tackling we we talked about how tackling was an issue last week. Yep. That issue popped up immediately again in the first half, especially first third down of the game. Little comeback route, Miles Farmer's right there. He sticks him. He's 2 yards short of the of the first down. You go 3 and out, but instead Farmer goes torpedoes past. Torpedoes yeah. and misses him and I felt like it just set the tone in a bad in a bad way. It did. It did. It, it's 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 like it's one. It's it hurts your confidence, but even more, I think when a team you're expected to beat, just like that bust against Northwestern, that first drive of getting them kind of in a rhythm, I think it gave North Dakota lots of confidence. Yes, just that that first missed tackle just made him like. We got our nice first down. Let's let's we're in rhythm now. Let's keep going, right? Well, yes. And and it also we'll get into the time of possession numbers. It just kept the defense on the field longer, which ended up being a, a major factor in things. Yeah. But all in all, and I could have missed a couple. I counted eight missed tackles in the first half. Yeah. 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 The farmer missed that one. Farmer missed another one. So I had farmer missing two. Reimer missed one. Ernest Hausman missed two for sure. Maybe three. Yeah. And then there were two missed tackles for loss with Jason Peter Jr. Ty Robinson. And then Jamari Butler had was could have had a guy dead to rights in the backfield and whiffed him in those. So it's not just they weren't just eight missed tackles. They were missed tackles that either a led to first downs or B you would have had a tackle for loss. And then it became like an eight yard game. Yeah. We, we missed the big plays. And then we also missed the, like the third down, like, to me, our third, I would love to see, I'm going to pull up the You know, the third, third down, down numbers, numbers were not as good as I, I'm with you. I, I The I third down like, numbers were not as good as I thought they would, because that's what it felt like. In the first half, North Dakota was three for eight on third downs. That seemed, it seemed like they were better than that. Yeah. It's, it's, and then it, for the game, they were six of 15. Doesn't that seem? It like, seemed like they got every third down 
that like they shouldn't have gotten, you know? Yes. And, and so I don't know. That, that's surprising. It's not higher, but man, it felt like we just couldn't get off the field. The Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella windows and doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the energy star 2020 most energy efficient award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Well, anything, I mean, we we tend to act like there's some big, like, big you know, thought on how you missed ha- like guys just, I mean, Ernest, like, like, like Ernest, I like, I really like Ernest Houseman, but you know, he's a true freshman. Right. That's like, it's his first game playing. Like that was like, I was like, okay, here comes the <laughs> freshman missed tackle. Like that's part yeah. of that's yeah, growing that's a pain hard spot for him. Um, but you know, guys like Ty Robinson missing, like this is his year to like, to, to break out. Like, and he's been pretty quiet for two games. Um, and our DBs, man, I don't know. Like there's they're still, I'm, I'm not, you know, we got to give them some time to, to settle in and they're all new players. But, man, I just look around and I just see like communication seems like it is like I was watching them on the field. Like it looks like it is just like every play uncertainty is in the air with them. Like they don't have that like, you know, boom, I got this. I got this. You know, if right. they're going here, we're just like it's not a known. It's like we're really thinking a lot. Right. Now. I, I would. It, it's because I wrote that down. It seemed like, and this was more prevalent early, but it still was prevalent throughout throughout the game, where there were guys seemingly scrambling and talking as the ball was getting snapped. Yeah, a lot. Yep, and that's a problem. And I, the, I I think we are we underestimated. We touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I think we really. I think one of the things you found out is how much you miss. Deontay Williams, Markel Desmuke, Cam Taylor Britt, like those three guys in particular, yeah, sorted things out. They were sure tacklers. Like, I, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in Nebraska's safeties or corners in communication and open field tackling right now. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, the other part that I think is, uh, um, like, I, I felt like I saw a little bit more, like of what I expected out of our defensive ends, like Mathis Tanner mm-hmm. and Nelson. I felt like I started seeing more like, okay, just why, especially Garrett Nelson, Garrett Nelson. I thought Tanner played a pretty good game. Yeah. I thought Tanner was physical and he seemed to be like, uh, he, he impressed me more than I think he ever had just in terms of like, he was everything he needed to do. He got done. Uh, Mathis got a sack. He's still, I think he's still finding his, his role in this, like in getting comfortable in the defense, but like, snacks and stilly and then you had last year's robinson and and rogers like those guys that that last year's four you know four-man rotation versus versus this year's man it feels like 
We're not getting any push or pass rush from the interior guys. Right. And man, I just feel like we're getting pushed off the ball sometimes. No question about which it. Which is I surprising. Mean, I know. And disappointing. Yeah. And disappointing. But yes, yeah, so I wrote down the, the missed tackles, the communication, the only communication, this will play well for YouTube, whatever this is, the guys got that down. They got that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> whatever, whatever that they raised the roof. I don't know what they they that's, raised the roof. You know, you're checking to some sort of either I mean, cover two, cover see, three. Like just, it's, yeah, it's the only thing those guys. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, the last drive. So I want to get like, <laughs> the running. The running like, man. They the know cabinet. all the dance moves. It's like, remember that one? Like, <laughs> they start doing the macarena. Yeah. I just. I want to see. Like, I mean, that's seriously. That's all, that's all. They got this. They got to raise the roof down. I love it. The last drive of the half. I am going to go bit by bit with that one because there's a lot in there, okay. and then that'll get into whether or not Scott Frost was drunk at the end of the first half. So there's about seven minutes left. Are we going to go over the offense in the first half? We are. Okay. So get ready because we're there's because that was if I'm not mistaken was that was the uh, the offense had that was the missed field goal. They they had the 12 play 61 yard drive that resulted in a missed field goal. So here comes the North Dakota offense with about seven minutes left in the second quarter. Okay. okay. Yep. First down, they get a 10-yard run. Second down, this was a they they blitzed the safety and Reimer missed a tackle. So it was like a double whammy. The the it was either corner or safety blitz, didn't get home. Reimer yeah. then was kind of the last line of defense. They skirted out for a 19-yard run. Then next play, seven-yard scramble run by a quarterback. The following play, there's another five-yard run, which picks up a first down. Talked about that Jamari Butler missed TFL. Huge play there. You, yeah. you, I mean, you have him hit yeah. in the backfield. You don't get him down. Instead, North Dakota gains three yards. Then there's a false start on North Dakota. Then Nebraska deflects a pass at the line of scrimmage. I think Caleb Tanner got in there, deflected a pass. Third and 12. Third down and 12. Yeah. I don't, you probably didn't get a chance to see this on TV. They run a little, little over the middle to a, to a North Dakota receiver horrible spot yeah i mean he is a good yard short of the first down and the ref the line judge is like eight yards behind the play runs up and then goes to the first down market they don't even measure it jeez i mean it was horrible though it wasn't even close they, the, those refs didn't give us a call all i know i know it thing. sounds like we always talk about it, like man we getting they are screwing us man but every targeting didn't go Nebraska's yeah. way. Like, there's no, a lot of things that it just was not. Yeah, no, no good spots. No, it was just one of those where every everything just didn't fall our way. But it was just. I mean, you give up a third and twelve. Now, granted, you want to see them, you know, not have it come cl to that close. But at the end of the day, I thought Nebraska got off the field there. Yeah. But instead, it's a first down. Um, the, the two plays later, there's another ten yard pass by North by North Dakota where I feel like it was another shaky spot where North Dakota gets a gets a first down. But here comes, we cannot confirm or deny whether or not Scott Frost took eight quick shots of tequila <laughs> and did a Frank the Tank beer bong here. Now, maybe you disagree with me, but here we go. First down and 10 with the ball at the 14-yard line. Yeah. North Dakota runs a runs right up the middle. Nebraska stuffs him at the line of scrimmage. Frost decides to call a timeout. So there's 54, second, 54 seconds left. Yeah. Second and 10, ball at the 14. 
the, Frost what, calls what I timeout. don't remember, and I'm trying to remember, is how many timeouts did North, North Dakota, Dakota had two timeouts? They had two. Okay. So Nebraska had three. North Dakota had two. Okay. Frost calls timeout. Here comes second and 10. They run a little play action. Quarterback has to run. He ends up scrambling. He gains two yards. Yep. So it wasn't an incomplete pass. Frost calls another timeout. Yep. Now it's third and eight with 46 seconds left. They run a little comeback route that's about six yards. So they're two yards short of the first down. Yep. Nebraska calls. Frost calls another timeout. So now there's. It's fourth and two with 40 seconds left. So from when the timeout started to now fourth down, 14 seconds of the game clock has run off. Yep. North Dakota has time to think about what they want to do. They go up. They try to draw Nebraska offsides. Nebraska doesn't bite. North Dakota can call another timeout because they got two in their back pocket that they wouldn't have had been able to call. So they get to now group together and think of another, you know, what play they want. North Dakota runs a play action pass, picks it up. But Gets, we celebrated like we had stopped. It was a weird, it, it was one of those ones where the guy caught it past the first down, but when Tommy Hill hit him, it that's where forward progress is a weird thing because yeah. he caught it and he was past the first down, but when Tommy Hill hit him and got him down, yeah. he was way behind the line. And then for some reason, the the ref on the side pointed first down for Nebraska. So I think everybody got confused. Yeah. But so the, now it's first and goal. North Dakota scores, but the refs have a horrible spot and they reviewed it and they still didn't give it to him. So they called North Dakota short at the one inch line. But North Dakota is able to call timeout because yep. they ran it. Yep. <laughs> they, they wouldn't have had any timeouts left. Uh-huh. They call timeout now. They can stop the clock. Second and goal at the one-inch line. Play-action pass. Touchdown to North Dakota. 16 plays, 80 yards, 6 minutes and 51 seconds time of possession. Touchdown. Tied 7-7. There are times where I just don't know if Frost has Alzheimer's and thinks he's back in Eugene, Oregon, or he's back in Orlando, Florida, and he thinks his team scores 52 points per game. Yeah. Explain. is Was he thinking... I want to get the ball back and go try to score. Yes. Yes. So that, I mean, what is he thinking? So, I mean, he caught in my, maybe you disagree with me. Now I don't want to put it all on him because the players could have gotten off the field, but like to me, frost timeouts cost Nebraska seven points there. I don't think they cost them seven. They may have cost them four. Fair. That yeah. that's the difference. I mean, I think you've conceded they're kicking a field goal. They're scoring or they're kicking a field goal. What I think Here's the hard part, because I'm I'm a little torn on this one. I, this isn't obvious to me, because he called the timeouts, and I kind of went, all right, yeah, we're thinking get the ball back, right? Um, Your offense here, had done nothing at that here, point, here's too. The, here's the problem, though, is it feels like you only do that when you're playing North Dakota and you know you can score if all you got to do is get the ball. But to me, it's like we hadn't really done that. And, you know, and then how many, there was maybe, was there 14 seconds left or something like that when we got the ball and we took a knee? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think at that point in the mindset change, just get off the field without yeah. making a mistake. So, like, I, I think that's another one where that's the old way of thinking. That's what I'm saying. That's the Alzheimer's of, it's, like. It's made, but see, I also don't know, like. There's a part of me. It's like if if we stop them and they get, then it's a good strategy to have done that. But 
It's tough. I don't know. I, I wasn't in the moment. In the moment, I thought, oh, he's, he's well, okay, he so wants the ball back. I'm always really big on that. In How the did moment. you feel in the moment? Because in, in the, the moment. moment, the first time he called timeout with 54 seconds left, I immediately went, what the hell are you doing? I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the underrated part of of not taking timeouts is it puts the pressure on them if they don't if they get first downs instead of score, like then there's a time factor involved. Well, right? you also gave them time to calm down, yeah. to think, to scheme, to like, there's just, it's all that. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's funny how Scott Frost, if anything is consistent. Yeah. Like he is trying, he's offensive minded. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to play to try to get at all times. He wants the ball back to score. That's been the, that's, that's been, been the his, game. his thought. I just felt like I disagreed with how that was managed at the end. That, and that's, that's a tough one. That one's a 50, 50 because, because I think there's way, like if you have a, a way of doing things, you probably do it the same every time. I think what's hard is like, you probably don't do that against. You're doing that against Michigan. You're doing that probably against Wisconsin. You're not doing that against Michigan. And, and, now, to be fair, but you might do it against North Dakota. That's right. the thing is like maybe against North Dakota. I'm not saying it's not the right move because you feel like you have the advantage no matter what. So that's where I'm not going to say it's a bad decision in all circumstances. I think it's like in a close game against a really good opponent. I think you play to just like get out of the half close. It just felt like Nebraska needed to get to halftime too. like it felt like they the offense hadn't done much. The defense was real in a little bit. I just, and, and I wish someone would have asked him specifically about what he was thinking about. I think it's pretty obvious. He was thinking I wanted the ball back and that's, try to go that's score. That's what he wanted. That's what but he wanted. And that's, we don't I, need to belabor not, the point. I'm just, cause you're clearly no, it, not. It's, I mean, it's a good, that's a good one to discuss just because it is, that is a strategy thing where like, I'm not sold that there's one way of doing it. Like right. I do th- in a way, I think because it's North Dakota, you do it. I just think I wouldn't do it against Michigan. I just, right. And I don't I also, know. I would maybe do it against North Dakota. I also think there's a fine line between who you want to be and who you are. And I think who Scott Frost wants to be is who he's been when he was at Central Florida and Oregon, where they were just, they were electric offensively. Yeah. They're not there yet. Yeah. And now, again, does the mindset have to be there regardless? Maybe. And maybe that's what, how Frost would be like. You you have to you have to preach and teach and coach a certain way if you ever even want to get to that point. Maybe that's how it is. But I just don't feel like he's looking in the mirror and seeing reality. Yeah. If he's like, we need to get the ball back and ram it down. Well, and this is, I think, this is a you you win the coin toss, you defer. They take the ball. You're getting it half. That's I just, think that gets in coaches' heads a, a lot. Like. We get the ball at half. This is our chance to, to bang, double bang up. Him. Yeah, this is a double up thing, right? It's like yeah. a two for one in basketball or whatever. I yeah. think he's thinking two for one situation. And I get that. I think if you're kicking it at halftime, you probably think about it different. I think he was probably a little frustrated. They kept the ball away from us. Yeah. We, we get the ball at halftime. And so this would be like you essentially lose your chance at doubling up because they kicked the field goal. They kick off and then they kick off again. You I think know? this is a window into, uh, and we can move on to get to the yeah. offense here. But this is a window into uh, just more of where the the football I grew up on is more like 
a little bit more conservative. And, and you know, and Nick, I'm, just, a def- I'm a defensive guy, and right. I, I, I like I'm I'm I would be the type that would be probably less. I, if it's not the fourth quarter, I'm I'm not using my timeouts very. I mean, like that's where I'm like a you know yeah I'm a like we gonna we're gonna make them make mistakes managing the clock versus right. like stop it. You know what I mean? So like it, it's not the end of the world. I don't think that was a blunder necessarily. I just think it was definitely pro offense thing. Right, offense in the first half here. So again. Here's the hard part. When I rewatched it this morning, it wasn't the offense wasn't as bad as I remembered it. But again, it was against an FCS team. Yeah. And the hard part is they only had four possessions in the first half. So there wasn't a whole lot to like. It felt like Nebraska's defense was on the field the entire first half. Yeah. So the four possessions were the first drive of the game. You had the 20-yard touchdown run from Anthony Grant, which we'll get into Anthony Grant because I need to issue a formal apology to that guy because, holy shit, he's fucking good. Yeah. I mean, real good. But sneaky big play on that drive real quick was Nebraska was kind of pinned deep, and there was a third and 11 picked up to Elante Brown to start that drive that was huge. Or Nebraska was going to go three and out, and it was going to be three bad plays. Yeah. So big play from Elante Brown. But so drive number one, Grant 20-yard touchdown run as they drove down. Drive number two, you had Casey Thompson's sack fumble. Drive number three, Nebraska's three and out and punts. And then drive number four was the 12-play 61-yard drive that resulted in a missed field goal. Yeah. So it really was the it was the second and the third possessions that were killer for any offensive rhythm and any offensive flow. Especially the 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 second possession was the one play 13 second possession fumble that came right after the blocked punt where speaking of a guy that was Frank, the tank beer bong, what was Wyatt Lever doing? It's hard to understand. Just get away from the ball. I mean, just get away from it. Like, don't, don't like, was he going to hand it to the ref? I don't know what, what I truly don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he th- did. He think he was on the punt team, and he had to. He wanted to down it. Did he think he could maybe somehow like grab it and run? I don't know. I have no idea what he was. That doing. was one of those Nick that you know they re- they like reviewed it for a long time, and I was like, I was sitting there going, if we block if, a punt, and we like, <laughs> I mean, Nick, like people would lose their minds. Oh, yes. Well, you know what it was? It was remember last year. It was the uh, it was that simultaneous joint possession. They remember against Michigan that yeah. that call we'd never really heard before. The simultaneous possession and in simultaneous possession it goes to the receiving oh, team. Yeah, I mean it's and then and not to mention like the the Cam Taylor bread fumble, but then the next week it bounced and like yes, nicked them. It right. nicked one of our guys or something because we didn't call Peter well enough. Right, like when those things start. I mean that's the stuff that you just go like. Fans are so, so the fact that we that we lucked out there. I mean, Nick, that psychologically would have been terrible. But it's frustrating because you know you have you have a potential big momentum swing here. Block punts are huge momentum I swings. I know. And then Wyatt Lever having a brain fart kind of got the they had to go review it. It took all the air out, oh, and my. then Casey Thompson gets sacked and fumbled. So you we you have there good field was, position. Nick, I don't know what it was, but I was there were so many like long TV breaks, yeah. and then they'd like come out of the TV break and be like, 
And we want to review that now. And you're like, what have you been doing? I know it, it was, it was, I don't, they took so, it, so it kind of stunted the game flow of the momentum there. Yeah. And then Casey Thompson gets sacked and fumbles. By the way, Teddy P got lit up. Okay. That. So, and that, that bothered me because he's our best lineman. And I, I mean, that was, this is bad. This, this is the, 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 the O line, the D line versus North Dakota is where I'm, I'm a little concerned because it seemed to me like we had a clear size and athleticism advantage. Right. And I don't know what it was, but like these like undersized guys were kind of like doing what they wanted against us at times. And I go, that's the part that I think if we look at everything that happened, that's the most concerning of anything. Like if those guys, if you can't just turn and hand the ball totally by four quarters, it's just so clear that it just feels like, man, they can't play with us. That's the stuff I go, man, like we're really, we really are missing something. Totally agree. That that still is, as I rewatch the game, the thing I kept having to remind myself, like if, if they're, if Teddy P's getting blown up by North Dakota's defensive end, he was a small guy. He's a small guy. And I'm talking, he blew his ass up. Yeah. What is going to happen when you play Michigan or Wisconsin? I don't know. I mean, that's scary. And then same thing even for, like, yeah, Grant, who, again, we'll have our state of the apology tour here to Anthony Grant. At least I will. Like, he turned, of his 180 yards rushing, there was not a lot there for some of those runs that he just made things happen. Yeah. Okay, you can run away from Johnny Fargo. Well, what happens when it's Michael Five Star or – just, Johnny four star like like if there's not much room against North Dakota there will be no room zero against, room yeah and if you try to bounce it or whatever it's just real quick also on the fourth drive I, I misremember that Nebraska is really driving the ball well down the field yeah. again I said 12 plays 61 yard drive and then it's amazing how there was a false start on first down yeah. when Nebraska got to the 22 yard line and it just got them behind the sticks and it killed the drive. And that was the play where Casey Thompson almost threw a pick. Yeah. Yeah. But then bleak road came out and missed uh, the field goal. But so in the first half, we went way long on the first half there, yeah. total yards, North Dakota, 173 yards, Nebraska, 147 to your point about, Hey, this is North Dakota. It's like, yikes. Time of possession. North Dakota had the ball for 20 minutes and 38 seconds. Nebraska had the ball for nine minutes and nine seconds. Dude, that's the killer to me is like we we need like we can't like we'll never like this is a game where we won this game getting killed on time of possession. I promise you the rest of the year that if that number is the same, it will be an L like yes. we have to hold on to this ball because I don't think our defense is what they were last year. Last year, we kind of got away with being able to leave those guys out there a lot. I mean, we still didn't win a lot of games, but like, but we they were still, in position right. to yep. win games if we would have just finished on offense. I mean, this defense, if they're out there all year, it's going to be a long year. Yes. we got to hold on to the ball. The time of possession in the first two games, whew, I mean, dramatic difference. Halftime, real quick, be honest with me. Did you think Nebraska was going to win at halftime? I did. Yeah, I yeah. did not. You thought we were going to lose. I thought, I, and maybe it was just, I truly... I couldn't help but like, is this how it ends? Like there were, I was, that was, I was entertaining that. I'm like, this it, doesn't look I'll, good. I'll tell you what, the, it, like we, we can't pretend that if we lost that game, things wouldn't have, things would have gone nuclear. If we lose that game, as much as like we played bad and still won, if we lose that game, 
Nebraska fan base hits it's the nuke. I think they hit the nuclear button. It's why it's why, but I don't know if you listened to one of one of the podcasts <laughs> I did in early August. I ranked Nebraska's schedule in terms of most important game to least important game. And you can roll people can roll their eyes all they want. And they did it at the time when they listened to the pod. But now that that game came and went, you know what game I had number one was North Dakota. You did. I did. <laughs> I swear. Over because, Northwestern? Yes, because you could survive. My, I viewed it through the lens. What gets, what is the least, like, what outcome, if Nebraska loses game X, is it the biggest bleep storm? Mm, yes, but I also think, if you lose to Northwestern and then lose, if you beat Northwestern and then lose to North Dakota, I think it's it's like you've bought yourself a little breathe. Like I think a loss and a loss was the nuclear button. I think it had to be consecutive. You know how like well yeah, I, that, well, you know, that's you have yeah, two yeah, guys that, turn the keys yeah, yeah. To, to hit the nuclear code. Well, I know that you had to have both turn. Well, I know that's what's hard. But about it had it. to be one and two. Well, that I just said I put the two most important games were North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Because you just could not lose those games, or it is it is key it is key, key, key blow turn it up. on three one two three turn. turn hit the button. That's what it would have been. So now that that game's come and gone, and you saw it, if they had lost that game, it was over, Bo. It was over. I I really like as sad as it to say, like if you lose the first two and you lose the second game in North Dakota, like we were, it was it was a slight chance of happening. I thought uh, things looked pretty. Pretty bleak at half. I, even though it was seven seven, like I go okay. I just thought the longer they hung in there, yeah, the something more catastrophic was- would have had to happen. But like when there is that sort of like the when the talent is that much more on your side, time is usually your friend. See, but here's what's amazing, and maybe being there gave it the the bigger difference. The scary thing about the first half was you couldn't really tell who was the FCS team and who the Big Ten team was. No, which is scary. That and that's. But see, I think like now in the second half, you could. Yeah. As time goes on, like we can lean on them. And then what happens is like by the fourth quarter goes bing, 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 38, 17. Like totally. If you would have just like you weren't allowed to watch this game. And at the end of it, I said, here's the score. 30. You've been like, nice. Yeah. Kick the butt. The win. Right. 38 17 is not a bad. No. I mean, it's like, oh, we gave a little more than we I think wanted I predicted to. 41 17 on our wine pod. So, like, I thought it ended up like close to what I thought it would be. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's more about the state of where we're at. Right. Um, like, we're, we've got the girlfriend that cheated on us, and now every girl we don't trust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, you're cheats, bunch of lying, cheating. Bunch of lying, cheaters, Whores. man. Saw you on Cheaters, the show Cheaters. Yeah. Uh, okay, here comes the third quarter. Now, here I'm getting, now we'll hammer through these, but here we're going to kind of go drive by drive because there's important game flow stuff. Really, really good first drive. St- huge to come out, and you had to come out and set the tone. Yeah. Clearly had a great scheme route combination. You have a 34 yard pass to Trey Palmer. Great call. Um, two plays later, you have an incredible run by Grant, where again, it was literally nothing. He escapes for eight, nine yards. Grant then picked up another first down. And then all of a sudden, and we'll get to this. Who called the plays in the second half? Because here comes an option. And Casey Thompson keeps it. Gets a first down. Because he got asked that. So I here's oh, what I didn't. Here's what I did not look at the whole game. I never once looked at the coaches. Well, okay. I never looked 
because this is where the TV copy might have been better. I never looked at, did they give a sideline like who's calling to play? Like, well, here's the thing. So I was going to do this at the end, but we might as well do it now because it just, was really interesting. Do it. Just, do I'm just going to do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Do it. I immediately text my brother at the start of the second half. And I said, am I tripping or does Frost have a play sheet in his hands? And he didn't in the first half. And my brother texts me and goes, he did not have a play sheet in the first half. Frost in the second half had a play sheet, had a pen, even had his reading glasses. Mm -hmm. And then the fact, the way he answered the question after the game, I wrote down the quote. He was asked who called plays in the first half. And who called plays in the second half? Frost said, quote, I'm not ever going to get into that. All I'll say is we got a lot of smart people on the staff, and the more we can cooperate, the better we'll be. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. Does it even matter? That's where I, I like, no. we're making this into a thing. Yeah, what's well, different? They're and trying to win. They're trying to win football games. That's right? where. That's, that's where uh, I can't decide if I'm succumbing to like the the drama. The you, drama. You want the drama, or do you? Does it matter? Right? That's why I really. I want everybody to sincerely ask themselves as you're because I'm. I'm not saying I'm like I'm looking down my nose at the people. It's like what's up with you guys and you know doing they talking want, about this. Nick, they want drama, I, but it's I'm saying drama. I'm succumbing to it too. I was thinking about that. I text my brother at halftime. I wondered who was calling the plays, but then I sit there and go like. Does it really matter as long as there isn't anything contentious and anything like there's a bit like like Whipple and Frost walk by each other in the hall and they like hit each other and they're like, yeah, watch where you're going, Whip. Yeah. You know, and like or like as long as there's not any drama, which I don't I don't know if there is. I mean, but I just don't like I don't think people like you're just trying to win the game. It's like the head coach wants to call plays like. He's the head coach. Coach. Yeah, he's the coach. Right. Like, to me, even if you're Mark Whipple, now, again, there's there's a fine line between micromanaging and helping. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as there yeah. is an element of trust and all that between Frost and Whipple, I think this is much ado about nothing. I mean, the offensive coordinator still has a job. Like, his job is to, like, get the game plan. Right. But, like, if the coach wants to call plays, he can call play. Like, He's the head coach. It's the head coach. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter. I mean, Scott Frost, that's what he does, too. Like, he's a... I just don't know. I just don't know if it... Again, as long as there is just... there, There's some... It, it's not anything where both guys feel angry at each other because there has been, I will say there are there have been like the whole thing as long as long as we can cooperate and stuff like like there's been little things like that that are like well are you saying that they're they're you're not cooperating or I don't know I'm just saying I think he remember did we not, talked about Scott Frost is very uncomfortable right now not it seems seemingly I don't know he seemed like he wasn't comfortable not calling plays. well and and here's the thing the other reason I think he called plays in the second half, I thought the game, I thought especially that first drive looked like a frost drive to yeah. me. But because, by the way, the next play after the option was a nice little hit, a little play action hit Borkature right over the middle for a touchdown. Yeah. The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping? Well, here's the thing that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. 
Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. But here's what we know. Investigative Nick is here. Here's what we know. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse-making Nick. We have excuse-making Nick. Investigative Nick. He did not have a play sheet in the first half. He had one in the second half. Yeah. And then the other zoom out thing is you wonder if Frost, as he ran off the field at halftime, as he's getting booed, if he goes going down, (laughs) it's seven, seven against North Dakota. This is it. Yeah. If, if we are going to lose, we're going down with me calling the place or I'm, or at the very least, I'm going to get more heavy handed in what the we're doing offensively. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if we're making this a thing, and I don't know if it needs to be. It doesn't have to be a negative, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. If, you know, like, if there's a change in how they are calling plays, like, that shouldn't be, like, viewed in a way that's, like, negative, right? It's like, it it should only be viewed as, is this going to help us be better? Like, if it, the only reason you'd, you'd have a problem with it is if it made us a worse team. Like, I don't know. I just I, don't yeah. know. Now, I don't I know either. Zero idea. I just don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're an offensive coordinator and again, it's all in like the micromanaging versus healthy, but if you're an offensive coordinator and if you're Whipple and frost comes and goes, Hey, here's what I'm seeing. X, Y, Z, elemental P blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like, I think we can hit him with this and with this and it, and it's helps you whips probably like great. Yeah. I mean, cause whip just wants to win too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Nick, I, I I think if you're not in those rooms, you don't know, like, I, I, I don't, I have no idea. I don't know either, but it just, I think it's clear that it, either Frost called the plays in the second half or just had more of an in, input on the play and calls, I don't but he, I don't know if it really is his, matters. Is he really more focused on the run stuff? I don't know. Because I kind of gotten the sense in the offseason was like, he was more like, in the run stuff and whip was going to be more in the past stuff. Maybe? Cause I think I, I do think and Frost even talked about this, uh, like where it's they're they're still working through all this stuff. Like that's where they're still figuring out the best marriage of how they're wetting the two. Yeah. Cause there was some of the motion, school, the motion, motion into blocking and, and yeah. stuff like that. And so I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if it fully matters. It is interesting, though, that like no play sheet, play sheet. Like that's in, that's definitely more involved. That seems like more involved. I don't know if it fully matters, but it's almost like I'm a hip hop guy. Like, you know, Dre's in the studio with Snoop and says, instead of saying this, say that. Yeah. Who cares if it makes the song better? Yeah. It doesn't like, matter. Well, hold on, Snoop. Did you write that? Like, nah, my <laughs> homie Dre wrote it. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say one two, three, and to the five. He said one, two, three, to the five. That's how we did it. But you know, like, yeah, as long as it makes the song better, why does it really... Doesn't matter. That's the point. Like, we don't need to create drama 
if it doesn't matter, yes. right? The only drama that matters is like drama that like negatively affects. And we'll team. see how it, how it plays out. But I mean, to go all Colin Cowherd, be like, I'm not Visa or MasterCard. I'm not in the credit business. Yeah. We all need to get out of the credit business on who called what play yeah. or whatever. So, okay. But six play, 75 yard touchdown to start the third quarter, Nebraska up 14 to seven. North Dakota comes back out. Okay. You had your very first third and 12 where North Dakota quarterback did a really good job yeah. of buying time, buying time, buying time, finds a guy down the field for a first down. But a couple of plays later, it's ultimate warrior time. Take the ropes. Shaking the ropes. I mean, he was on one in the st- I Nick, he every play was like dancing he, and he's, like he's got a real interesting his I mean he's he a was, lot of finger, there's a lot of finger guns, a lot of finger pointing. He I mean, was I mean he, he had just, a gr- a ton of energy. Yeah. But so he gets the strip sack fumble. Stefan Wynn recovers. And he had a his stats weren't great, the ultimate warriors, but he really played well. He was all over the place. Yeah, he pressured the quarterback a lot. Yes. He was hustling. He played really hard. But I mean that that strip sack. Huge was huge just for the mentality. The whole team, I think, they saw one of their leaders like make a big, big time play, like a big, big boy in the moment play. Uh, I think that play probably, as much as Trey Palmer's catch, we'll get to like that play won us the game as much as that. Yes, yeah, no question about it. So then Nebraska takes over first play, another amazing Anthony Grant play. Where that was, they had the bobbled exchange. Yeah, nothing's there, and Grant somehow runs for 17 yards. Yeah, like incredible. And then two plays later, he had back-to-back passes along the sideline, and we didn't get a replay on it. Did Marcus Washington straight up drop the one? You probably don't remember clear enough, but he—I thought he caught it. Well, he I, no, I'm talking about the, the this was second half. Uh, he it was it was down the sidelines towards the end zone on the North Dakota sideline. Washington, oh. I thought, dropped it. Then the very next play, they threw it to Chancellor Burrington. Oh, Chancellor! Chancellor Burrington came in the game. And you need me to run a flag? No problem at all. Oh, so Chancellor Burrington, but that was a play where he clearly, I thought, got targeted. He did. I the mean, guy, the North Dakota guy missled him, and I they mean, reviewed it. Let me just tell you something. The, that the only explanation would be is that they didn't have enough camera angles because like when in the history of the last three years, if somebody gets decapitated on a like a bang bang and his head goes back like and it was a high, he came high. Yes. When have they when have they removed the target? I've just very rarely seen when it goes to a review. I feel like more often than not, when it's reviewed, it's a, they they it was, it. it was a bizarre day. We missed, we missed an all of our review. I mean, it was just a yeah. weird day. So then Bleak Road comes out and makes a 46-yard field goal. So now Nebraska's up 17-7. to seven. Can Nebraska seize control of the game? This was a disappointing drive. Yeah. Second down for North Dakota, 62-yard run, where Homeboy basically got untouched until he got inside the 10 yard. And, and that's the stuff that like that kind of play right there. You've got the game in a great position and you find a way to just like give up. And like, that is the sign of a team that has a long ways to go to me, to me, yeah. like no different than the, the North Dakota. I mean the, the Northwestern bust where we're upset, like yes. 14, three 
and we give up, we, like we give up that easy touchdown, right? Like we get full, you know, just un, untouched sprint down the field where I go, like, what are we doing? Like, what, like where is the urgency to, to finish the game and just be sound? You know? Because it, it was clear, especially rewatching it, Nebraska had North Dakota on the ropes and was ready to completely grab a hold of the game give up a 62-yard run. Now, I will say, good on the black shirts. for They they hold North Dakota to a field goal. They stand tall. North Dakota makes a 23-yard field goal, so now it's 17-10, to 10, but still a disappointing drive yeah. for the defense. The ensuing kickoff, Nebraska's kickoff return, there was a miscommunication between Anthony Grant and Jacob Winemaster. I think his first name's Wine Jacob, but... He was whining that he wanted the ball, and Grant ran over. It looks like it was the wine pod. The wine wine pods brought to you by Jacob Winemaster. But it looked like it was clearly to Winemaster, and Grant came like, I'm having a great day. (laughs) No, Anthony, slow down. I mean, it was clearly to Winemaster. It was Winemasters, yeah. Uh, But that's just simple. Like, Nick, like just being really good at communicating. Like, right. If you can communicate, most of the, like the the bonehead mistakes go away, and we still are like we we're still not quite there with that. So here's here's why this is important. Here's more game flow stuff. So Nebraska they they bobble it, they got to jump on it, and Nebraska gets bad field position. They start at the yeah. 17 yard line. Bizarre, bizarre time to put Gabe Irvin in the game. I love this. Is where it's not it's about tough. Gabe Irvin. Like that's why you got to like separate the two. I'm not anti-Gabe Irvin, but it feels like a weird time to put Gabe Irvin into the game at running back for the first time the entire st- What's hard, though, is like Grant was rolling. So, so, so but, but Grant had just had like a, a you know, he had a, a pretty long drive. He made some good runs. Maybe, you know, maybe that's your time to give him a break. So I get like rotating running backs is okay. Um, I feel like they want Grant. I mean, not Grant. They they want Irvin to be the number two, but it's AJ Allen. Allen is kind of like, for whatever reason, they feel better with Allen a lot of the time. Um, so I do think like that's the between Allen and Irvin, who the number two is, well, isn't clear yet. But poor Irvin again, he's just gotten a bad every time he's been in the game. He's either had no holes or it's been like a backed up situation. He's had a really like unfortunate um, start to his careers in terms of like the opportunities have been bad. The opportunities have been bad. Then he gets hurt. Yeah. And now because the first all of a sudden a weird drop. He gets a swing pass and he drops it. And then you just don't see one run. Then then the next down he gets a he gets a handoff and it's just stuffed crust pizza everywhere. I know. But that's but so drop. The dropped, the dropped kickoff leaves us backed up, which makes everybody a little bit everybody more nervous. nervous. And Irvin, Irvin starts gets stuffed, and then Irvin gets a drop pass. Then he gets so like we're out of rhythm officially. And then here comes third down, and Casey Thompson throws an interception. It looked like it was pretty good disguise. They had a guy over the the nose. It was a backer. And then he dropped into coverage. And I don't know if Casey never they, saw they him. They say with tall off, offensive linemen and short. Yeah, he's quarterback. Like, sometimes it's like right those guys that drop from from right underneath. Ah, it's you, hard to see. I can see that. I can so see like because your eyes are down the field and those guys like 
don't come in because and that deal. linebacker really that was yeah. a that was a way above his head pick. Yep. Uh, because Casey doesn't look tall. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to stand next case. He does he not. Might, he might be shorter than six foot. That's what I was saying. He he does not. He if he's six 5'11". foot, he looks like he's close. I guess he looks like he's closer to five eleven than six one. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, in any event, but this this it's just is a, where uh, I'm such a believer in this. The the drop kickoff and the drop swing pass, like those plays are as responsible for the interception as any. Yes, like it's, it's how Nebraska like has been. It's it's this like series of like be, series of bad plays lead to worse plays. Series of good plays lead to better. That's like, why that's, that's why, why I wanted why, to go drive by drive here to talk about because I think it's important to point out these game flow things that seem to when you drop the kickoff. And you you were pinned now on the ten instead of being on the twenty five. Like offense's playbook shrinks, and and, and people's people sphincter tight. tight a little bit, and so boom interception. So now it's first and goal at the eight yard line. Two plays later, North Dakota's running back goes untouched up the middle again, which is just like yikes, yeah. guys, yikes. And so now in a span of. 90 seconds, North Dakota has scored 10 points, and it is tied 17 to 17 with four minutes left in the third quarter. And Husker it, fans took the the key the keys off and they were just they were holding them. They're like, ready to uh, nuclear submarine, blow it up. I mean, they're ready to blow. I mean, at this point, yeah, it is I there are some there are some people sitting behind me and my wife at the game. And my wife was like my wife was not happy. With was she ready to? She was ready to say something because these guys were, they were running their mouth in a way that was like, it wasn't just like disrespectful. Was she about it to was snap like, and hit oh, him with the neck. She, I mean, like, I was just like, easy girl. Easy. And she doesn't, I mean, she's not. No, nice. I know it. I know what she's it's not. Just like, the sweetest there girl are in the world. People but, that, that oh, you can like, feel it. That are so, it was almost like they became anti Nebraska in a weird way. I'm it like, felt like weird. This is where I was, I felt like they were going to lose it half. And then when this happened, I, you start really going as like, is this where it ends? Is this where the Scott Frost era? Think about is how it, bad of a, of a mindset I know. for fans. That's terrible. We're watching games just like, you think it's like it's over. It's this is it. This like, is I know it. we're going to win. I know we're going to win. Oh, right. even though we this, I know we're going to, that's a good mindset. We have bad mindsets right, right now. Right. So now we seven, are the jaded girlfriend. Yes, it's 17 <laughs> to 17. Anthony, mother and Grant. Because Nebraska comes out, they run four plays. They have a good run by Grant. There's another good run by Grant. They get stuffed and they had a first down pass to Omar Manning and then a 46 yard touchdown run by Anthony Grant that was just an amazing jump cut. It yep. didn't look like anything was there. He looked elusive he looked like he was fast I mean, when he jump cut it was like <laughs> <laughs> he hit that sideline boy was, uh <laughs> i think tom tom <laughs> Chattel in the paper said he like something like he like he's fast but it it's all strain and it's not like it's not yeah. like he's not like a glider, but he's fast, but he's like he's working. On right. It, There's some know? guy like a, who is a glider. Like Amon Green was a little bit of a glider. Oh, Amon, like Eric Dickerson it, was like, you know, just like, like you know, like, but he he looks like, I mean, it's really yeah, like, yeah, it, it is, is like, one of those like. But he can run. He doesn't get ran down. That's the thing. It's like, he's not like it, a slow guy. It was he's an amazing jump cut. But like, so when he got the jump cut and you could see he was going to get the sideline, I was like, I don't know if he's going to score here, but then homeboy. Hit the Kawasaki with the. 
Let him go! Oh. Hot damn, there he goes! <laughs> the remote control car. <laughs> so, what an amazing... I mean, Anthony Grant. God damn, okay, what, an, now, what an answer. This is what I don't know. This is what I don't know, because we got to talk about this guy now. You've been holding sure, on. Do you wanna, I got I to talk. Okay. Is Anthony Grant... A baller? A baller, or have we just had such bad running back play for three years that a good player i don't it's hard to even like like that's what he's a good player yes i don't know if he's a great running back i think he's a good running back i just know that he's so much better than what we've seen the last three years we've had terrible running back play for three straight years nick he's so he's, that's where i'm like i don't i don't know i still don't know for sure that we got the guy I think we got a guy. Like we got a guy. It's pretty good. But is he like? Is he going to be a dude? Well, and there's a to build off of that too. There's a difference between. I mean, he lit up North Dakota. Not not trying to take anything away from him. He got a hundred against Northwestern. Yes, he got a hundred against Northwestern. He got 189. So like 200 yard games starts building a resume where I'm going to go. Okay, I'm. I think he's pretty good. I don't. I, he's you know, got I don't, my attention. He's got my full attention right now. And I feel bad because I left the first Northwestern game kind of thinking. That's why I'm eating. That's I why. went on one date with him. It went okay. We, no kiss goodnight. Things got a little awkward. We had dessert. He, I wanted to share the cheesecake. He wanted his own tiramisu. No what about the second date, though? The <laughs> second date. Oh, man. We went and had a great steak and just, let's just Something say happened? it got hot and. <laughs> You're saying something happened. Things here. got hot and heavy. Whoa, so you're definitely seeing him again. So I am, there's going to be a third date with Anthony Grant. For sure. But, so I don't know. I'm When's with you. you going to meet your parents? That's why. Well, with. after last night, I called you after the he dropped me off. And I said, I think I think I have the one here. You think he's the one? I haven't felt this way since the mirror. I have not <laughs> Nick, felt this. I know it was hard losing a mirror, but... So, but I, I'm with you. Like, he looked great because it's been a long, it's been since a mirror. Yeah. Since you saw Nebraska have a running back, there were numerous plays where there was nothing there. Yeah. He made, he made something out of nothing. I mean, which, the 46 yard touchdown run, most every other running back over the last three years would have just like gotten a four yard game. Yeah. Home and house that bitch. That that's the difference between potentially winning and losing. Yes. It's like you gotta have your better players make plays. Yes. And you know, win games for you instead of like relying you can't always rely on like we're gonna out scheme them on every right. play right. and out execute them on every play. You, Sometimes you, you, yourself, you just gotta have a guy make plays. Totally agree. Because you cleans just, up the the times you don't. Absolutely. But so huge answer from Nebraska. Cause now Nebraska leads twenty four seventeen. With two minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. It ended up not being a big deal, but there's a penalty on North Dakota on the field goal, which is assessed on the kickoff. Yeah. Here comes Nebraska's quick off. Brandon Frankie has had quite the first two games. Frost said after the game that when there's a penalty on the, the field goal, the PAT, they, tr they want to squib it and yeah. try to pin him inside the 20. Brendan Frankie kicks a line drive right at a North Dakota player and North Dakota recovers it and takes over at their 33. And now, so now, again, it's another moment where like people are excited about 
the run, yeah. and you could hear it on TV. It's, it's somehow, some guy's voice picked up clear. He goes, no. he goes what are you doing? <laughs> you would hear it clear oh, as day. But, okay. so, but this is one This is one you need, like the same reason we talk about you need to sleep on it for a day. Sleep on it and then think about it. So I did, like it took me a night where I thought about this morning and went, okay, let's think about this. You get 15 yards, you kick it out of the end zone, right? You get the ball goes on the 25. Yeah, it's only eight. The worst thing that happened on that, like the worst way to do that squib kick is hitting the guy that we hit and they got in the 33. It's an eight yard difference. It's not a huge no. difference, right? So the right play is to squib it. No, I'm not done. To squib yes. it good, though. Yes, like be, yes. squib it correctly and you have a chance to pin them, which I think you should do. Totally. So it took me, because Nick, I, in the moment, I went, why don't you just kick it out of the end zone? I thought that on right. the field. I go, right now. But then I thought, man, I always want to do make the right play. What is the right? The right play is squibbing it. Right. So I think we are just, it just shows you like we're we're so emotionally wrecked. We can't think straight. Well, that's a, That's I, the right play, but yes. we can't think straight. Yes. Let me make it clear. I'm with you. I, well, when it first happened, I'm my first thought was like, oh my God, did they try to onside kick it again? But then you watch it again and you go, no, that's a squib that's that a just squib. was win awry. Yeah. I'm fine with the squib. It just was poor execution. It just showed it. The problem was just, again, it was like that, like Nebraska tripping over themselves. Again. Even though it wasn't that big of a deal, because it was an, it, like you said, it, it was going to be an eight yeah. yards. So it wasn't that big a deal. It was more about just like, the, I can't do another, like, can you guys do anything right? But see, that's more like, can like, uh, this kick, like, that's why we should have never onside it, because this guy can't freaking do it. Brendan Frankie. He can't do it. Brendan Frankie, if he was a waiter, he'd be like, all right, take those 12 beers over the table for uh, yeah, the like, right. And the manager's like, you sure you want Frankie <laughs> to be the guy bringing those over? Like, Fumbling Frankie? What's the worst that could happen? Fumbling Frankie's never delivered a beer on time in 14 days. You think he's going to deliver an entire 12-pack to a guy? We've been hey, tracking Frankie. slips, drops, breaks, <laughs> <laughs> spills, and <laughs> and Food, wrong orders. And I got to say, since Frankie started, there's been a lot more. We don't know who it is, but we think we get a hunch here. Give, give me a break, Frankie. Sheesh. But Frankie's having a rough season so far. Sheesh. But Nebraska forces a three and out even after that. So it's a punt. So it's not a big deal. It's just like it's another like. The, so you the know, drops kick off, the interception, the this squib. It's like, just, it's just more like you think you're ready to take control, yeah. and then you just this is what is this is why Nebraskans that were there and watched feel like they lost, but we really won, right? Because it's just these kinds so of plays. Stressed, and we keep doing this instead of making it an easy day for them. It was a stressful day, so it's more about how it looked and right. not what the actual results. So Nebraska, so. Again, three and out punt, minute to go in the third quarter. Uh, and again, maybe I'm just like, I, I am that guy that's just, I've always felt like my blind spot if I were a head coach, especially in basketball, but the same thing for football would be subbing, seeing the value in like, if I were a basketball coach, I would have like a six man rotation and I would be tight. Yeah. Why is Anthony Grant not in the game? Now, I know he just had a 46 yard run, but like you're that tired. You're, you're that tired. I don't know. Because then he's not in the game. He's killing 
North Dakota. But it's A.J. Allen in the game. A.J. Allen comes in. He gets stuffed. Casey Thompson scrambles for a first down, but there's a flag on the play. Nate Borkature gets a holding, so it backs him up. Then it's the end of the third quarter. It gets to third and 15, and they call Casey Thompson for intentional grounding. Yeah. Now, what's hard is it looked like they were trying to set up a screen for A.J. Allen, but he tripped and fell. A.J. Allen was there, but I think the fact that he fell made it harder for the refs to see. And then I will say Thompson's throw was, was who you got to make. You got to send it more to the receiver. He it was through it straight. Down. It was closer to straight down than out at all. Yeah. It was a bad throw for Thompson. Yeah. If you're going to throw it away, you got to, I mean, you got to sell it a little. Right. Bit. So, so I know that's where I wanted to give him a break, but it's like, man, that's a, you know, I'm sure you don't like, like I QB drills. Let's work on intentional grounding throws. All right. Getting a line. Like you're not working on that, but it's like, come on, Casey. Like what was that throw? It was just, yeah, it was terrible. So fourth and 15, got a punt. Now North Dakota gets the rock. This is where my boy O'Shawn Mathis finally shows up. I was so hoping they were going to play Mathis. Oh, got sacks. The, the, I, I was waiting. I was literally waiting there going, are they going to play Mathis got sacks? I know. I thought they were going to my, my Twitter just blew up. <laughs> what did happen? Because, uh, Second down, Mathis gets a sack, which was just exciting. Then you get to third and 13. It's an incomplete pass. Now North Dakota has to punt. So another good stand here for the defense. Nebraska takes over, own 10-yard line with 11 minutes left. This is the, the game. This things are It's 24-17. Yeah. There is a late hit on North Dakota on Casey Thompson. Again. Picked up. Looked like targeting. Picked up. And they review it. No targeting. Huge. Because instead of the ball being at the 10, it would have been at the 25. But it stays at the 10. Nebraska gets stuffed running the ball up the middle. Then there's a false start by BB, Bryce Benhart. One of the BB boys. One of the BBs. One of the the BG's BBs backed him up. And then this is the biggest play, arguably the biggest play of the game. Third and 14. 10 minutes and 15 seconds left from Nebraska's own seven-yard line. Casey Thompson, 31 yards. Trey Palmer, high points. It wasn't even that good of a throw, yeah. but Palmer makes a play, catches it. Huge play. I don't know why. Every time I see Trey Palmer, I just think, Trey Palmer, got to go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. he's just like, he'd be the guy in the football, you know, the college football movie that's just like the typical, like, fast, cool, wide receiver. Fast, like, cool. Go. Yes. <laughs> no. Like, walk it, walk it. Yes, exactly. Like, is there ever a moment where Trey Palmer fast, isn't you know, like, really cool? He just looks like he's oh, a cool I, think, dude. I mean, so I just, every time I say, Trey Palmer, got to go, you know. like But he, it's a, what a play. Oh, and then for, honestly, it felt like that play broke North Dakota's spirit because it's because it's seemingly that was the play. Yeah. Because I'm te- if that play stuffed and Nebraska's got a punt and they're punting from their own end zone, who who knows? And the what pressure happens. cranks up. It's I mean, thirty-one it's, twenty-four. That play is. I mean, and here's what I'll tell you. In support of Casey Thompson, what I've seen from him this year, I I think his demeanor and his mindset he's been backed up he's had some third and longs and some tough positions where he looks very comfortable making the play on those types sitting in the pocket right holding in tight and throwing like he's threw a couple that you mentioned the the Alante Brown yes. throw um you know he just seems to be a cool customer 
when the time, when the chips are down, I think that's one of the things that gives me the most hope over anything. Is it like Casey Thompson seemingly doesn't, he's not scared. And I don't think he's scared of the moment. Um, Trey Palmer is a real threat. Anthony Grant is a player. Yes. Those three things give me a lot of hope for this year. And it's crazy because these guys weren't on our team a year ago. Yeah. And so now it's all of a sudden like a lot of our hopes for this season are riding on those three. Well, you can even argue that the Nebraska second two best receivers are two guys that weren't here last year. Now when Marcus Washington and Garcia Castaneda, even though Garcia Castaneda didn't do much in this game, but Marcus Washington, a couple of catches. Those are the three guys that are going to be really playing. And you know, like, Oh, you know, we're all excited about Omar. I mean, Omar Manning's going to be a role player on this team. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he he, he he caught two balls. It's fine, but like, he's I mean, going to be a role guy. He's going right. to come in. He's going to block a little bit. He's going to catch a couple of select routes. But those guys are going to be the majority of the right. targets. Alante Brown a little bit, Oliver Martin a little bit, and then your boy Volkolek. Volkolek coming he gets back. back yeah. I know. But so so in, like that play happens, and then it just feels like the levy broke. Like all of a sudden, Nebraska was just running the ball. It it literally seemed like North Dakota. They held on for they as long held as they on, could. And then they let go of the rope and it was just done. But that, that's my point on when like you're the better team, you want the game to be as long as possible and you want the game like you just the more time, the better, because eventually the bigger, better athletes should win in football. Because right? that's what all of a sudden it was like Nebraska was just gashing North Dakota up there. So they go, they, you know, a couple five, six plays later, uh, Nebraska scores. It was an 11 play, 89 yard drive. Uh, the let that lasted four minutes and 25 seconds. The next North Dakota comes out five plays, turnover on downs. Nebraska six plays, then a touchdown to Terrence Boone. To somebody say go line. Are you right? You, you want me play action? You want me to block? Oh, you don't need me to block. I get to catch it. Wonderful. <laughs> I think I was absolutely dying when he scored. I went. Yes, we get to talk about Chancellor Brewington the Chancellor third. Chancellor Brewington the third. He was over there with his pipe and a robe. And he Does was somebody like, say goal line? You need me in the goal line? No problem at all. All right, here we go. He scored. Jeeves. Jeeves, my helmet, please. Bring the car. I'll be scoring a touchdown. And I'll see you in just a minute. So easy. Jeeves, he has his own butler who brings him his helmet and brings the car. <laughs> he brings him a silver plaque like, Transfer your helmet, please. Thank you, Jeeves. Thank you, Jeeves. I'm ready to go. All right. Did somebody say goal line? Did say goal line, huh? So 38-17, final score. Well, you kind of went there with it. Quite simply, if, if you go, how did Nebraska win this game? Nebraska won the game because, and this, is, this has been my point over the last handful of years with things. There's a lot of things that lead to winning close games. Discipline, special teams, uh, all those kinds of things. But you know what helps win close games is Anthony Grant having a 46-yard touchdown run. Good player. Just being a baller. You know what else helps? Is when the game's on the line and you need someone to go make a play and high point a, a ball to gain 31 yards to see, Trey Palmer. Helps. Like... Nebraska won the game because of Anthony Grant, like Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer. You could throw Garrett Nelson in there. Yeah. Like, so this is where I've always pushed back. Like, here's the thing. When you don't have great players, your margin for error is so little. 
And that's what is a part of, to me, what has been the problem over the first four years for Nebraska is they don't have in these big moments. They haven't had guys step up and just go win the game like like uh, the main game, your your sophomore year. Yeah. You guys are on the ropes a little bit. Yeah. You know what? Bo Rude pick six. We're winning the game. Everybody calm down. Yeah. Iowa State. You had that 92 yard pit. Like, you know, like it does, you great players have to make it big plays. And that's what helps you win these kinds of games. And I get that it's against North Dakota, but I think that game perfectly captures Nebraska was no more disciplined or undisciplined than they've been. Yeah. No more better on special teams than they've been. But what, what the difference was is they had the two best players on the field were Anthony Grant and Trey Palmer. And they win one. I, the I game. just think, and, and Casey Thompson, Casey, like, hey, Casey, I think Casey Thompson. I mean, he threw he threw the one pick and he got strip sacked, but like he made a few of those throws that like you're backed up, you throw deep outs, and right. like, like those are plays. I go, I I recognize going, man. I don't think those are easy throws. Right, like, those are throws that are hard under pressure, stay in the pocket. Like those guys give me hope. Like those guys with a team that if it can progress and come together, like. We can be very competitive in the Big Ten. Like, I don't know that we're at this point can talk about winning the Big Ten West. I don't think we should even start there. But can we be competitive? And can this team and this coaching staff survive to the next year? Like, essentially, like, that's a better goal right now. Full <laughs> game, six, seven wins. Like, like, be competitive in your division. Like, that's a better goal than, like, we want to win the West because, like, you got to walk before, I mean, crawl before you can walk yeah. and you got to walk before you can run. Like, let's start, let's crawl, let's walk, then let's run. See, and this is what is so interesting is because I thought Dirk had a really interesting column about after the game, just kind of talking about the things working against Frost are time, track record, and eye test. Yeah. And it's clear you listen to Frost after the game and he's not wrong if you give him the benefit of the doubt of the moment of talking about, it's clear Frost kind of wants to, like with all these staff changes, all these new players, I think in Frost's eyes, he kind of wants to be like, let's we're starting over a little bit. And there's a there, so there's kind of like two diametrically opposed school of thoughts in a tug of war. Yeah. Is Nebraska starting over? And do we need to view them through the prism of this is almost, for lack of a better term, like I don't want to say year one, because that'll, you know, I mean, Husker Kool-Aid 85, he'd be like, man, no way. Yeah. But is there's a part of of things that like is is Nebraska kind of starting over or are we trying to view this through the lens of hey it's year five because that's the hard part about this if we're viewing this through the lens of year five this is not going well so far because to me through two games they don't they look like they are not as good as they were last year yeah and that's but, but can you, they win more games than they did they last maybe year? can that, win that's all I think that the focus should be on it's like it's not about just building the program. It is about wins this year. Like we got to win. And I think that is the part where I, I think they are kind of starting over in a way, but like you don't get the benefit of that. See, like that's it, I know that it's, it's the wins are going to be the determining factor. You can't win three. You can't win four. You got to go. You got to win six. I oh, think yeah, you got to win you, six. Yes. And so that's where um, I think that's more how I look at it is like, look, 
yet they are starting over in a lot of ways. Like this whole team is different. You know, it's all transfers and and this is and exactly new, and, you know the offensive staff's all new. So like, but but you can't. There's no like patience. We can do like right now. The fans aren't patient because I take it as he hasn't lost hearts and minds yet. Frost is not. There are a few that he has, mm-hmm. but until he loses everybody, like I think he'll have a job. That's kind of, I mean, if you I, lose hearts and minds, I mean, that's what can you do then? Because the one thing there's no coming back from that. Right? No, the the thing that even Frost touched on after the game when I, I think it was either Andy Kendi or someone asked him about like, hey, you know, you haven't won a game in 336 days. How much does it? You'd lost seven in a row. Like, how good does it feel to just finally win? And his answer was like, I don't even look at it that way. This is a brand new team. Yeah. So I think his point in, in Frost's answer was like, this team is totally different than the team that lost seven in a row at the end of the year or six in a row at the end of the year. Yeah. That it's not necessarily about like getting the monkey off their back to win after this big streak. But the fans, but feel, the fan, that. He, the the fans feel that way. So this is, and this was always kind of a part of it, but it's an interesting uh, kind of dynamic that is, that is, creating here where it's like okay is this are we viewing this like it's year five and things should be like you should start to be seeing that you know you know things taken off or are we viewing this like this is five new coaches a new offense 15 new transfers a a bunch of new guys all over the field frost in a new role all are we how are we viewing this i would view it as the latter brand new team I think the fan base is not for the most part. And so I think that's the unfortunate part. Is I think Ross probably goes, this is a new team. And right. It is like they're building, like he's trying to figure out like how they're going to call plays. That's what they're, they're, like, yes. they're figuring things out. They really are like starting fresh in a lot of ways, but um, he's not going to have the, the fortune to, to be able to wait that long. Like right. he's got to show improvement. He's got to show uh winning you know, like past five games quickly. Right. He just doesn't have the time. Yeah. And I think, you know, you you bring up how Frost is trying to figure out how to make this work with Whipple. Like, I think sometimes we act like that's, it's like, again, when Frost talks about that, he's maybe just being honest and like, listen, we're trying to figure it out. Like it doesn't have to be be, that they're, they're at odds. I think they're maybe trying to figure out how to best blend and work together and accentuate what Whipple does great with also what Frost goes does great. I always push back on people. uh, A lot of people took issue with some of his answers at big 10 media days when asked that he was giving up play calling and Frost kind of pushed back on that and saying like that he was still going to be involved. And there were some people that that viewed that as oh guy, you could this, you got to let Whipple do his thing, blah, 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 blah. And to me, it's like, listen, Frost, it's not like Frost became an idiot overnight. He still knows a lot about offense. And you have a guy who's a great resource offensively. Why would you not want to use him? And he's the head coach. So I, I just, it's hard because I thought Dirk Column put hit it on the head where it's like there are just two schools or two lenses at which to view these things right now. And depending on which lens you're viewing it is probably how you a window into how you feel about the moment right now. Now, the scary thing is, is again, I just, you know, again, this was North Dakota. The good part is we got one more, you know, non, not big time team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't look past anybody like Georgia Southern. Like, I hope we play well. And like, but like 
we need these games to get better. Like we, I mean, I kind of wish we didn't have to play Northwestern to start out. I wish we'd had roast beef state. Yeah. And so you can just, you know, build confidence, build this team, put this team together and, um, you know, go from there. But yeah, we need, yeah, we need another warm up game. That's yes. For sure. Big time before then Oklahoma comes to town and yeah. then stuff gets real, you know, in a hurry. Because that was the hard part also about watching, you know, college football kicked off this weekend and you watch a lot of games and you just go, boy, Nebraska's got a ways to go. You know, and I'm not saying you're just watching Georgia kick Oregon's ass. You're like, I'm not even worried about like Georgia and like Georgia's Bama. Another and just, like you're just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about like, I don't know if you watched the Penn State Purdue game. I watched, but you watch that game and yeah. you're like, Nebraska's not better than either of these teams. That's what's hard. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Nebraska's got to go to Purdue. Like, I thought Purdue looked like they were better than Penn State, even though they lost. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Brom, his game management at the end of that game, the clock manager, I should say, was pretty bad. But yeah, so I mean, Nebraska won. It didn't go when we were talking about what you wanted to see. You wanted to see a stress free, dominant game, and it certainly was not that, but it ends 38 to 17. Yeah, I think you, in like, we'll come back. You know, you know, a year from now, and we'll look back in the season. You know, all we'll care about is that was a W. That's yeah. the way where, like, you really forget about how stressful it was. I mean, Fordham was a little stressful last year. We completely forgot about that. All yep. we remember is that's one of our three wins, right? right. So, I, I think, like, positive. We got a W. We got to see a couple guys. Anthony Grant. We got to see, you know, Trey Palmer. Like these guys are like week after week. They're they're showing up. We're, we know these guys can you know, potentially be like dudes on our team now. Like, so, you know, let's hopefully they'll just continue this trend and keep getting better. And totally agree. Grant, big positive. Palmer, big positive. I still think Casey Thompson's a, a good player. Yeah. Uh, and then you just hope that some of these missed tackles just become tackles. Like yeah. the guys are there. Just got to bring them down. Yeah. Go make, go tackle the guy. I think we were just, we're just like, it seems like we're like, excited and antsy like we were running by people like all Not you gotta up do like, is just, just like freaking grab like go right. hit them and grab them and hold on and like get them down like right. especially if it's third down just like get a hold of them well and again get them down yeah and you know this like because you're a captain and then you like when those guys aren't on the field talking about Henrich and Vokalek, yeah. that makes a difference, you know? And so that's the other thing to keep in mind. You're going to get Vokalek healthy probably this week. You would assume, um, Henrich, I mean, hopefully a couple of weeks he's back. Yeah. Uh, cause certainly Ernest Hausman is going to be a good player. The thought of him on the field for 80 plays against Oklahoma is a little scary and that's not to denigrate he's, he's him. A, he's a freshman. He's 18 years old. I mean, he's, it's, <laughs> He's young. He's he's a young dude. Great experience for him, but you still you'd rather have him contributing, you know, every third or fourth series rather than like I got eighty plays. Just because there's the more plays as a freshman has, the more you know chances he's going to bust. And so I I think yeah, you you want you want to get Henrich back. You want to get Volkolek, and then yeah, just the black shirts need to freaking. They need to get it together. Anything we're missing, or do we about cover? We've got O-line, about ninety black minutes. Shirts, but yeah, the O line. We said it was a big game for the trenches. A little concerning again. Like I mean, the O line couldn't. Ju- now they they ended up imposing their will late. But how the game went in the latter stages of the fourth quarter, you were hoping that that's what it would look like throughout the game. When Nebraska just blowing guys off the ball. Yeah, that wasn't happening. I'll say this: big time jet lag, big time disappointment. That flu that went through yep. the team, like. I'm hoping that another week 
That's what I'm hoping. We should look a little fresher, a little crisper, uh, a little bit more healthy. Um, uh, Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how we come out against, you know, Georgia Southern, but uh, I can't imagine it's going to be worse than that, but I hope not. um, Hey, Nick, got a dub. Got a dub. High five. Wrap it up. All right. Hey, Wednesday wine pod. We'll do our thing again. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. A Huda Media Production.